Hey there, educational rock stars. Are you feeling overwhelmed with lesson planning for your English language learners? Well, I've got some exciting news for you. Introducing our upcoming free webinar, Simplify Your Approach, Three Time-Saving Routines for ELL Success. Join me for a power-packed 45 minutes that's set to revolutionize your teaching strategy. In this webinar, we'll dive into three practical, easy-to-implement routines that will not only enhance your ELL teaching methods, but also save you hours of planning time. Yes, hours. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, these insights are tailored to help everyone make the most of their teaching time. Plus, you'll leave this webinar ready to implement these routines the next day. So mark your calendars for our two upcoming dates. I don't want you to miss this opportunity to transform your ELL lesson planning. To reserve your spot, simply sign up at www.equippingells.com slash routines. Trust me, your future self will thank you for it. I'll see you at the webinar. Teaching ELL students is a privilege and a joy. Is it easy? No way. But with the right support, you can feel empowered to tackle each day with ease and confidence. I'm your host, Beth Boucher, founder of Inspiring Young Learners. With over 10 years of teaching both nationally and internationally, I know what it takes to ensure that your ELL students have what they need to thrive today, tomorrow, and for life. I'm on a mission to empower you to equip your English language learners. Welcome to Equipping ELLs. Let's get to today's episode. You are listening to episode 17 of the Equipping ELLs podcast. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Equipping ELLs. Whether you've been working with multilingual learners for a while or are new to this wonderful position, you sometimes might feel confused on the different language levels that are mentioned when speaking about your students. After the beginner stage, do you feel like you have a clear idea of what students in level 2, 3, 4, and 5 are able to do? Or do you sometimes feel like the lines are blurry, which leaves you feeling overwhelmed of knowing how best to support your students? In today's episode, I'm going to give you a simple and clear breakdown of each of the language levels to help you get started. Don't worry, at the end, I'll be sharing a free cheat sheet for you to refer back to whenever you need it. All right, now let's get to the show. You might have five new ELL students in your classroom this year, and all five of those students could be at varying levels of English. So how could you possibly give the support necessary to help each student succeed? It's important to begin with the basics and first be able to know the different levels of ELLs and some quick tips for how to differentiate for all the levels. The first level of your ELL students are your newcomers or students that are in the entering level. These students are going to be the easiest to identify because they have very little to no English ability. They are most likely new to the country or to an English-speaking school. Entering students need to begin with basic vocabulary and survival skills. It's also vital to have appropriate materials for these students to begin to learn English and to not feel too overwhelmed at the end of each day. Now, it's possible for the students to be going through a, a silent period. And these students, it could last for a couple weeks. It could last for a couple months. 
Now, in my experience, I've come to learn that the silent period definitely can be shortened when you find engaging and exciting materials that are at the level of your newcomers. Some quick tips for working with newcomers is to use pictures as much as you can. If you can have pictures that show the school the school schedule or the routine, that will help them adjust to the environment quicker. Giving them pictures of vocabulary about items in the classroom, school supplies, giving them survival phrases that they can learn when they're out in other classes or during recess, such as help or to know who they're, what their teacher's name is, what grade they're in. Those types of things will help them adjust quicker to the school environment. Another area that you can help them in is just giving them basic grammar skills and giving them appropriate materials. A lot of the things that you might be doing in a third grade homeroom class for a newcomer is going to be very advanced and very hard to differentiate. And so really with your newcomer group, you need to have materials that are going to help them build the groundwork to succeed in English. Now, in our level one entering students, those students will probably remain in that level for a couple months, but soon should begin moving into level two, which is our emerging students. Now, these students are beginning to pick up English, but are still at a pretty basic level. They should be able to begin to communicate personal and survival needs. They should have some functional vocabulary, be able to point to objects or name some concrete objects, especially vocabulary that you're using a lot in the classroom. And they should be able to understand some words and phrases. They might need you to repeat the directions a few times in order to do it, but they should be able to understand, especially by following the example of the other students, what you're trying to communicate in the classroom. So at this level, a student should be able to know when to line up, where to go throughout the day, when to sit down and raise their hand, different things like that the student should be able to do. In the emerging phase, students will probably last maybe from a year to two years, but they really should begin to show that they're picking up English and be able to at least at the basic level understand, if not begin using phrases. Some quick tips for working with students that are in the emerging level is to highlight important vocabulary. You can also focus on listening and speaking activities to build schema. You really, this is really vital for learning a new language, is to to practice, put into practice what you're learning. And so make sure that these students have ample opportunities to be speaking with other students, to be working in a small group and using their skills. You really want to make sure that you're setting an environment that's comfortable for the student to feel like they can succeed and to begin speaking. I think the biggest part is overcoming the fear. I know from learning Spanish, for many years I learned it and for many years I didn't speak it because of the fear of getting it wrong. And so just to create that environment that you're going to make mistakes and that's part of the learning process is going to help your students begin to really put into practice what they're learning. Level three is our developing stage. And this is where students might stay for a while because there's a lot of work that needs to be done in this level. In this level, you should be seeing students who are able to begin to initiate a conversation They should be able to ask questions and respond in a conversation. And they're usually able to speak pretty well, but mostly it's kept in the present tense verbs. They also might have a delay at times if they're translating still in their head or if they're searching for words that they, maybe some new vocabulary that they've been learning. So there still might be a delay a little bit in speech. Now, some quick tips for working with these students. One of my favorite strategies is to be using the think-pair-share to promote conversation. 
So we really want opportunities for these students to begin to use what they're learning. And ThinkPairShare is the perfect way to do that. If you're teaching a lesson in science and you're working as a whole group, do a quick ThinkPairShare, have them partner up, and your ELL student is listening and hearing the ideas of another native speaker, and they're going to pick up grammar and, and lessons from that student. And then they can share that out. And so it gives them an opportunity to practice English in an environment that's not scary because it's with another peer. And then once they build the confidence, then they can speak out in front of the whole group. But I love that strategy for getting your second language learners to speak. Also, using different clothes activities for vocabulary development is a great way to help students at the developing level. Because by this time, they should have had a lot of exposure to different vocabulary. And so now it's using it in context. And so it's it's moving on and making it a little bit of a more difficult task. And so doing closed activities with students at this level is an excellent way to help support them. The next level is our expanding level. And so when we're in our expanding level number four and five of expanding and bridging, these get more focused on our writing and reading skills and not as much of your speaking ability. So students in these levels in level four and five are going to become pretty fluent in English and able to speak pretty well. Students in level four usually have a lot of confidence now in social situations. They feel comfortable with their peers. They're going to start using some more complex sentences. So they're moved on from phrases and simple sentences. They're going to use more complex grammar, not just speaking in the present tense. They're going to understand the majority of classroom discussions. They might at times need some clarification or some repetition but they have a good ability to add to class discussions to speak with peers in an academic setting. And so these students really are going to focus more on their reading and writing skills now, which are usually the last to come, especially with writing. So for these students, some quick tips are to use graphic organizers as much as possible. Even if it's doing a reading assignment or in content areas, using graphic organizers and using the same one If you're doing main idea in detail or cause and effect, make sure you use the same ones with them over time so that they develop that visual memory with it and that they're able to apply it in different literacy areas or different content areas. They can apply that same skill by using that same graphic organizer. Another way to help these students is to really focus on writing. And so by that, you can give them some sentence starters to help spark some ideas give them some time to brainstorm and give them maybe a word bank to help brainstorm ideas. And you want to really help make writing fun. I know a lot of my second language students really did dread writing. And so you want to really use this opportunity to show how fun writing can be doing silly sentences. When you're editing, make sure to not come down too hard on the grammar, but remember what level they're in and then focus on skills that they should be able to do in that level. I'm going to be coming out with an assessment pack that's going to have different rubrics available. And so you can see what should a student be able to do in writing at a level three or a level four or a level five so that you have a good understanding of what you should be looking for and what you should be grading for at these levels. So level five is our bridging. And this is bridging into a fluent English speaker. And that's the goal is to get the students to walk through 
each of these steps and to get to being fluent. It's really exciting to see sometimes at the beginning with your newcomers, you think, how will they ever get there? But they get there. And it's amazing to see a student grow and develop over the years and to become so natural and fluent in a language to me is one of the most amazing gifts to be able to teach a student to do that. So in our bridging level, our level five, you have students who should be able to speak nearly fluently. So they should be very comparable to their peers in conversation, both academically and socially. They use a variety of sentence structures and have very few grammar mistakes. And if they do, they don't interrupt the comprehension and the meaning of what they're trying to say. They also have a wealth of vocabulary. So they should be able to use different words when you're speaking about a social studies unit or be able to use math vocabulary correctly as well as social vocabulary. Some ways that you can help students in this level are to do have them do some oral reports. So at this level, they should be building the confidence to speak in front of peers. Maybe it's not in a whole group yet, but maybe in a small group of peers, you could do something where they're working in with three peers at a time or in a small group pulled out and have them practice until they feel comfortable enough to do it in front of the whole class. Or you can have them do a video and have them practice that way. But as many speaking opportunities as you can give them and challenge them in will help them become and reach that fluent level. Another great way to help students at this level is to have them do self-reflections. And so if you have a portfolio that they have of their work, to have them really focus and see what they've been able to accomplish over time, because these students are not just working on content area and growing in that, but they're also growing in language. And so to make sure that they take the time to see the progress that they've made and to have them reflect on their developing skills and ways that they feel that they need to improve is really important at this level. From here, the students will become a fluent speaker. They should be exited from your program by this time, if not before. And it's important to just keep checking in with the students to make sure that there's not any gaps that they might have with their language development. Really encourage them and promote further growth and development with their English skills. I hope that you found that to be clear and simple way to get started with looking at the different language levels of your English language learners. A few quick things before we head out today. A few things to keep in mind is that your state or your district might have different terms that they use to refer to each level. So do some research and try to align with how your school communicates. Also, remember that these levels don't define our students. Knowing our students is always more important than focusing on our language levels of our students. When you spend time observing and interacting with your students, you will know when you can push them and when they might need a little bit more support. Last, you might have a student that is a level three in one domain and a level two in a different domain or a level four in a different domain. So refer back to their test scores to have a better idea, but in the end, use formative assessments to get a gauge on where they are at in their language journey. And just remember, you got this. Start simple and add on as you go. If you found this helpful, would you do me a favor and share it with a friend? I appreciate it so much when you help a fellow educator learn more about simple ways they can support their English language learners. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you're looking for even more support and done-for-you resources created specifically for the needs of ELLs, head to inspiringyounglearners.com. I'll catch you here next week. Until then, take that next step 
to keep equipping your ELLs.